Cashless mobile payment technology is transforming the dining out experience. Find out how this technology can help your business on this episode of Digital Hospitality. You're listening to Digital Hospitality, the podcast where we help business owners develop a mobile-first internet strategy by sharing stories of innovative brands and personalities who are outranking the competition in search results. On this episode, I visited Taraj Barman, president and co-founder of Up and & Go, and Matt Hoyt, owner of Starlight and board member of Up & Go. Nothing is more frustrating than going to a restaurant or a bar having an incredible meal and waiting to pay for that meal. Waiting to pay, processing payment is so archaic and outdated and Up and & Go has found a solution to this problem. Cali Comfort incorporated Up and & Go and it has transformed how guests are able to pay at our restaurant. No longer do they have to wait. They can pay with their iPhone. They can pay with their Google phone, they can play with their Android through a QR code that directs them to a mobile website and the process is seamless. Removing friction is what digital hospitality is all about and what you will learn in this episode. We are very excited to announce that in continuing the tradition of the Behind the Smoke podcast, we will be rewarding loyal listeners to this podcast every episode. Be sure to listen to the entire episode because at the end, we're giving away a badass prize. If we can't tag you, we can't pimp you. Welcome to the Digital Hospitality Podcast. My name is Sean Walchef. This is a Cali BBQ Media production. Uh, we are fired up because today we are sitting at one of the most iconic bars and restaurants in all of San Diego. Um, we are sitting with the owner, Matt Hoyt, Yo. and we are sitting with uh, the president and co-founder of Up & Go, which is a mobile payment solution, which cuts to the heart of why this podcast means so much to me. Um, as a restaurant owner, uh, I opened Cali Comfort in 2008, and when you're opening a restaurant, everyone tells you location, location, location. Um, we probably had the shittiest location possible. Um, the thing that kept our doors open was digital, digital, digital. The more that we embraced the internet, um, the more we were able to get our message out, get people in the door, uh, getting on Yelp, getting on Facebook, getting on Twitter, um, improving our website. Uh, those were all things that were vital to our success. And one of the things that we want to do is have conversations with people in the restaurant and bar space that are doing things that are helping restaurant owners and bar owners succeed. Um, so that we don't end up like Blockbuster, um, so we don't end up like a lot of these companies that aren't forward thinking. Uh, let's start with how you two met. Oh, okay, that's a that's a fun story. Yeah, um, we met through art, the Museum of C Contemporary Art, to be really specific. Yeah. Um, so Taraj is a big fan of local art, and well, I mean all art, really. Yeah, I like art. And um, <laughs> and. Uh, I've been working in like the art, music, visual media, creative world for a while. And the Museum of Contemporary Art uh, approached both Taraj and I to co-curate 
uh, was it like a fundraiser or like a kind of like a spring an, fling? Yeah, an, an annual party. Yeah, basically. like a, basically like a fundraising party, and there was like a multi-course dinner, and we were like the hosts, you know. And Taraj's girlfriend Sarah and my wife Allison, we kind of like all collaborated. What, what year is this? Oh, four years ago, three or four. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, um, yeah. So uh, we just we we hit it off, and we had a bunch of you know planning meetings where we helped them kind of like, you know. I guess we curated it. it. It was an interesting experience because they they have this sort of like template that they always kind of follow. Like, this is what we want to do, but we want you guys to put your own kind of like personal stamp on it. Like, you want to help us with, I don't know, branding it, naming it. Starlight contributed some food. Kettner Exchange did this amazing multi-course dinner with like cocktail pairings that was like off the charts great. And um, it was a great night, and but Taraj and I got to know each other pretty good, and then kind of as the fundraiser was winding down, Taraj is like, "Hey, you know, I've been involved in tech startups, and and I, I develop software and all this crazy stuff. I have an idea for a restaurant technology that I'd like to talk to you about." And I was like, "Yeah, man, as soon as we're done with this crazy fundraiser thing, let's like have dinner and talk about it." And that was basically how Up and Go got launched. At Starlight. Wow, that's amazing. So, how did give us a, a little bit about your background, Taraj? Well, <clears throat> I definitely have a background in technology, but I'll also say that I, I practically live in restaurants. I live in the middle of the city. Um, almost every meal of the week is in a restaurant. I grew up in a restaurant. My parents owned a restaurant. I used to be the busboy, the dishwasher. Um, my parents met in a restaurant. My dad owned the restaurant. My mom was a waitress. Then they got married. Wait, um, your dad owned the restaurant and your mom was a waitress in the restaurant? Yeah, that's how they met. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't fly anymore, does it? Well, technically. I mean, I think it's okay in Texas. Yeah, it is okay. Or maybe Florida. It, it still happens. It still happens. Let's be honest about that. Well, you know, you meet people where you work, so yep. we've got to be careful. For sure. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah, and, and then, you know, I went to MIT, so I have a big background in technology. <clears throat> and I've been involved in a lot of software projects, a lot of custom software development for apps, for web, uh, websites and desktops. And uh, been around a lot of entrepreneurial projects, and I always I realized there was this common mistake people make where they say I've got a great idea, I'm going to go build it, and then when I'm done building it, I'll go see if people want to use it. And <clears throat> invariably, when you do that, you make a mistake, right? Because you're just making all you're making all these estimates about what people want and all the finer details. And I thought I'm going to build something almost. Uh, custom in a way for Starlight, knowing that if it works for Starlight, it's going to work for other restaurants. And so that's why for me, it was really important to approach Matt at the beginning of this project and, and essentially say, look, I've got the development resources and let's build this together. You know, let's make sure it works in a real environment. So let's talk about the heart of the problem, the heart of the hospitality problem that when was your aha moment that this can, can no longer happen? <laughs> There's got to be a better way than this. Yeah, well, <clears throat> there are really two events that I think pretty much everyone who goes out can relate to um, that are really the drivers. The first event is, hey, look, you know, you're waiting for your check. How many people have spent five, ten minutes? You just want your check. You want to get out. You had a great experience. And that last part where you're waiting around really, uh, really just turns the experience down for you. Um, the other thing, you know, being that I'm always in restaurants and I have a lot of friends who are, you know, going out, is splitting the check. Um, it's very difficult to do that equitably. You know, you're with your friends, you're having a good time. You don't want to stop and say, hey, you owe me $2 more, you know. So invariably, people split the check, and it's not really equitable. Um, you just do what's easiest, and sometimes someone's unhappy, and they can't, you know, they're not going to speak up. I've, I've gone out before. I have one drink. My buddy has seven drinks, and I pay for four because, you know, that's half of eight. 
and it's like, well, you know, I don't mind being generous, but when you when you go out so often, yeah, everyone has a budget. We've all been, we've, we've all been there. You sure, know? It's, just, it's one of those things where that's like the most uh, the, the button that's put on the end of the dining experience, right? That's like the, the impression that guests leave with. Sure. And there's this, I don't know how, why our industry has taken so long to figure this out, but it's like, you'll have great service the entire meal. Yeah, my mic doesn't seem that hot. I don't know why. It's weird. Turn it up. Turn that mic up. <laughs> but go. anyway, um, I, um, but there's this weird d- dynamic where we will wow people with food and beverage and service. And then somehow when that check gets dropped, if a server's really busy, and especially if you have a successful busy restaurant, somehow that guest became the number one priority and then they suddenly became number 10 on the list Correct. of things to do. And so the, there's like a big energy drop, especially when it comes to like payment and the, like kind of what Taraj was speaking about, bill splitting and stuff like that. It's like, you'll have this great birthday dinner with like 10 friends and then you'll leave with a bad taste in your mouth. You're like, oh, I'm never gonna go to, out with Gary again. That guy's sure. so cheap. He doesn't <laughs> know how to calculate tax and tip. Correct. And he's like, I'm just gonna do 30 bucks. And you're like, but you had $40 worth of food. Oh, like, you're, you're Forget terrible. About Forget about that. And I'm always the guy that's like doing the math at the end. And, and the I'm guy that always gets screwed. Well, because I own a restaurant, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna be, make sure that everyone's taken care of. But I just, that, just that whole weird, Ritual is so annoying to me. Like, there's like somebody who's got a stack of like cash, and then there's a bunch of credit cards. Yes. And then there's like the guy like me who has to stand up and walk across the restaurant. So awkward. And, like, uh, excuse me, Aaron. Yes. Was that your name? Okay. Oh, so we're gonna do thirty on this card and twenty on this card, and then there's fifteen in cash, and then there's some quarters. I. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm getting animated. Um, and there's some quarters I have in my pocket here. We'll just throw those in the mix, and you know. And don't forget the just, coupon. Yeah, yeah exactly. Coupon. Yeah. Who benefits from the coupon? And then it's like, and also we never got that Caesar salad. I just wanted to let yes. you know about that. And it's just like that is th- that whole interaction is to me the kind of like the weird wart on our industry. And so when Taraj came with to the, with this idea, I was like, we we are here. We were told years ago that all this technology was supposed to expedite and streamline the like the guest experience. Digital hospitality is yes. what we were promised, right? Exactly. Where is it? All these machines are supposed to talk to each other. Yes. And yet they don't. Yes. You have a reservation system that's totally separate from your cash register. Your cash register doesn't talk to the reservation doesn't system. Doesn't talk to your scheduling for it your staff. Doesn't talk to your scheduling, all that stuff. And when Taraj talked about um, sort of penetrating the crazy veil of Aloha, which as we all know, Aloha is the most prevalent cash register system yes. in the US. Um, maybe the world. So how many how many Aloha terminals do you have? We so, have five at so Starlight. Five Aloha terminals and yeah. you opened in 2007? Yeah, 2007. So yeah, when we opened in 2008, we have, I think we have five also. So we yeah. have five terminals, but that's one of our biggest startup costs is yeah. paying for this terminal that's going to be your point of sale. It's going to track all of your sales right. and supposed to do all this stuff for you. We chose between Aloha and Micros. Yeah. Um, Aloha ended up, you know, Crystal Gitman did an incredible job with their sales presentation. Yeah, and, right. You know, we, we paid for it, but yeah. once we got it, you know, now what? So now what? Now we have an aging, aging hardware, right? Right. Well, and the, the reason why Aloha has been around so long is it's been the gold standard because it's actually a very, for all, you know, all intents and purposes, it's a, a, the most stable POS I've ever yes. used. At, at, at I've managed places and I've waited tables and I've bartended. And Aloha was always just like the easiest thing to train staff on. So Taraj is like, hey, I have this idea for this technology where guests can pay with their phone at the table when you drop the check 
And I'm like, this is, we have to do without, this. Without any hardware, without yeah, anything and that you have to it bring It elevates in. the value of a system that we already spent a ton of money on. Correct. You know, the idea, like I have so many other friends in this in this industry, like, oh, we're thinking of changing our POS. And I'm like, really? I mean, it, it it's it's only as good as your, as your you know, this for this podcast, like your digital strategy. Like, yes. You can adapt your workflow to something that you already own, which is, I mean, a cash register is basically just that. It's a bunch of items, right? Yep. In a database and, and staff says this drink is, mm -hmm. I'm pressing this button for this drink and this for this food. And one of those buttons prints out in the kitchen and one of those buttons prints out at the bar and that's it. Correct. You don't really need to get into like all this granular stuff over, I don't know. It just, I, Aloha does have a lot of customizable things that are pretty cool. and. Mm -hmm. I told Taraj, I was like, if you can find a way to get these guys to to let you in, yeah, like, like it's a, it's a really closely guarded, you know, it's the API structure yeah. or whatever. I was like, if you can do that, we'll have a really great opportunity to make something super special. And like I said, it integrated fairly seamlessly. I mean, he put a lot of work and, and a lot of time into it. But when we launched, I mean. It was up and running. I mean, it was. It wasn't like we had a bunch of. Well, we had. We had some. Like there was a couple glitches here and there, but what, nothing that was like earth shattering. So how does up? How does up and uh, up and go? How does it solve the problem? Well, it, specifically. Uh, well, so it solves the problem. You want to go. You don't need your server to help you um, as long as they've dropped the check or um, dropped uh, a, a QR code on the table. Um, what you do is, many people don't know this, and more, more people are learning, but every iPhone and many, many Androids have a built-in QR code reader in the camera. So um, the QR code, you've all seen it, it's the little square with a bunch of little squares in it. And all you have to do is open the camera on your phone and hover it over that QR code, it's gonna read it. And it goes, that, that code goes to a link in your web browser, um, which will have beautiful branding and the logo of the restaurant and everything you ordered. And that takes about uh, just a couple seconds to load up. You don't have to download an app. You don't have to register for an account. In my opinion, those are roadblocks. Um, we take those away. I mean, the whole idea here is you're in a hurry, right? So. Sure. And then uh, split the check, pay for the whole check, you know. Uh, put in your tip. Tip suggestions are in there. Apple Pay, if that's what you want. Venmo, if that's what you want. Credit card, if that's what you want. First time you can pay in 15 seconds. Yep. You know? Yeah, and we recently launched the ability to select the individual items you want to pay for. That's awesome. So yeah. you go to your phone and you literally like, I ordered a Diet Coke and uh, a bowl of French fries and a burger and that's what I'm paying for and, it, and the tax is calculated properly and then I can do a digital version of a tip. Mm -hmm. sure. It gives you recommended gratuity, you can do a custom gratuity. Yeah. And then you just literally pass your check down, your friend opens their phone Scans a QR code, opens the secure web page, and it shows what I already paid for. It's like it's brilliant. It's a it really is a game changer. And for our large groups and our large tables, the servers have really found a great benefit in it. Sure, because you know, busy Friday night, and there's like ten different forms of payment for some girl's bachelorette party, you know, and it's just like, oh my god, the payment process could take twenty five minutes. Yeah, uh, I mean, you were talking about it before, but the payment process. It is one of the biggest hurdles to the entire hospitality experience. And, you know, like you had talked about when Josh O'Rourke from he used to work at uh, Restaurant Solutions and then he went to uh, Restaurant 365. Yeah, he came. He called me and he said, hey, I learned about this new restaurant technology. I think you would be really interested in it. Yeah. And I was I'm always interested in it. He came to the bar. My number one question was, does it integrate with Aloha? 
Yeah, right. So once once he got past the aloha hurdle and he yeah. said, yes, it integrates, I was very interested. And, yeah. you know, now being a new dad, I have a three-month-old daughter and I have a two-year-old son. And we're, you know, we own a restaurant, but we're still restaurant people. Like, we, we go out still with our babies. We're that family now. Yeah, right. So yeah. it's like, don't fucking start screaming, please. Yeah. <laughs> But we go out and, you know, recently we went to a restaurant and it was a little bit past the time where we, we know we put our daughter down at 7.30. Yeah. You know, we're like, can we go to this restaurant? Yes, we love it. We yeah. went there. We sat, had an incredible meal, but the server didn't come and bring the check. And, and when she does it, like and the kids down. are, uh, yeah. they're on the meltdown. They're yeah. ready to they break down. They turned into pumpkins. Yes. Like Cinderella. And it's, night. Cr it's crazy to think that even before yeah. that time, the reason, like when we were meeting, why I was like, this makes so much sense is why before, because the rest, the server will drop off the check, right? They'll right. come at the end of the meal. And that's yeah. assuming that, you know, you had incredible service. They drop off the check. We train our staff too, to make sure that this doesn't happen, but it still does. Well, so yeah, because, it, you know, it's like every customer wants to think of themselves as like a snowflake, right? Yes. Like everybody has their own rhythm about how they want to pay. Like we have people that'll just, when you drop the check, you don't, it's a courtesy thing. You're like, I don't really want to be presumptuous and come right back in like Correct. 30 seconds. Correct. But maybe some people want to pay that way. Yeah. Your kids are melting down. It's past their bedtime and they're like flipping out. And I mean, most of the time we give them the, we give them the credit card without even looking at the yeah. check because yeah. I don't want them to leave and then be gone for another 10 minutes. Yeah. I noticed that at like the airport, it's crazy. Like I have to like board a plane yes. and I'm like, literally as soon as you drop my burger, I, I'm paying, please yeah, take please my take, card. Please take my Because I know I'm going to, you're going to be hard to find. Correct. <laughs> and the funny thing is sometimes they drop the check and say, take your time. You yeah. know, like they're being nice. Like, yeah. I don't want to take my time. No. <laughs> I'm done. Yeah. I mean that that's part of the cultural social yeah pay, no, payment and, problem and every that staff we have. member has their own personal sense of time and Correct. their own internal clock right and they're like well like uh, how often do I hear well m what I do is I like, <laughs> well, I don't I like I do, to wait yeah. like I don't want to do less like more than two minutes like yes like I'll I, you know you're like okay cool like you have your own like, like sense of speed and whatever and so I think that that was the thing about up and go too, is it's like, it puts the pace back in the control of the guests, Correct. Mm -hmm. you know, and that's, what's kind of, well, there's a lot of things that's, that are great about it, but, but, um, but I, the bill splitting and, and sort of that, that sense of, um, uh, you know, kind of controlling your own, like payments are very, it's like a personal thing. It's such a personal and thing. And I think that's the reason why Apple pay and like paying from your phone has become so popular. It's, it's, it's like one less weird sort of song and dance you have to yeah. do like i mean you know, the chip readers and stuff everything is just such a big like bore it's you know a, well it's a big bore and it's yeah. also i mean even me personally somebody that loves technology yeah. i was hesitant to use apple pay but once i got over you know i, I was scared that i was going to be the guy in the yeah. front of the line fucking around with my phone like yeah, right. oh my god is this going to work yeah, is right, it not going to yeah, work yeah. and then have everyone looking at me but once i got over that i put my credit card stored it in my phone and started using apple pay I'm like I want to use it everywhere because it's so easy. Well, there's that big aha moment. You're like, I, exactly. Yeah, I, I bring, it's I, like, it's like having a boarding, boarding yeah. pass, then, right? Yeah. The, like, like, I, I have I've, to have I've a boarding pass that, in my I hand. I mentioned that story. <laughs> passing. Yeah. It's like, when did I have that moment where I can't remember the last time I used a paper boarding pass. Correct. But I remembered going, I don't know, should I use my phone to get on my plane? I it was like hesitant. And now it's like, once you start using it, you never go back. You never go back. And I was like, I, I literally, it's been, what five years I think since mm -hmm. I've used a paper boarding pass or something like that yeah and so it's just amazing how consumers adopt a new ritual it just like just takes a little bit for your own personal sort of sense to get on board or whatever sure we've seen up and go usage at Starlight 
I mean, go from 1% of our monthly transactions to 2% to 7%. Mm-hmm. Like that number jumps exponentially every month. Sure. And um, I think it's for two reasons. One, it's good tech. I mean, it's, a, it's easy to use. But also, I, mean, I the, think the whole digital hospitality—if it—if it's hard to use, it won't work. Right. Well, and also, right. customers are getting more used to paying with their phones. Yes. And um, I think also QR codes are having a renaissance. They're kind of coming back. I was telling Taraj, like, I, you know, I opened up some birthday <laughs> presents last year, and like, <laughs> like, like, what, there's so many QR codes instead of like instruction manuals now. Oh, it, it makes like, sense. Would because you, why do you want? Why do you want a construction? Want to manual? set up your router? Scan yeah. this code, and you're like, okay, whoa, there's no like 90 page book. Correct. This is cool. So yeah, I mean, I think there's a there's a cool synergy right now, and there's a moment in hospitality, as I'm sure you know, and I'm I guess you base this podcast on it, but. If we don't use technology to enhance the guest experience, we'll become irrelevant. Left in the dust, we'll we'll become irrelevant. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, and I think that's you know one of the most exciting things about this podcast is that we can have conversations like this. Mm -hmm. You know, I was pulled by Josh to come and you know meet with you guys to learn about this, and I was so excited. I went back to my general manager, who's typically, I mean, he's he's the yin to my yang, so he's the one that kind of reins me in. Right. But he was excited because he knew what kind of a big problem it was for us and we put so much emphasis on the guest experience and having this incredible you know slow smoke barbecue meal and why at the end of that meal should it be a frustration why should there be any frustration well, you guys have a really guest? big turn and burn situation sure. where you, people want to get in eat with their kids and get out sure and like that's I mean up and go that's yes. the name aptly titled by Taraj so what kind of challenges do you have when you're going to talk to new new accounts, potential new restaurant owners that are kind of skeptical about the technology? Yeah, well, in general, we do get a lot of people reaching out to us, people who are interested. Um, There are some things that come up, uh, so so basically reasons why people are maybe second guessing. Uh, One thing that comes up, which I find kind of bewildering, is this notion of, hey, uh, how do I know that there aren't going to be walkouts? And I know, yeah, how do you know that. How do you know that the guests paid? I'm like, how do you know that the guests paid now? <laughs> I mean, do, yeah, it's correct. an absurd it's question, an, but I think it's because literally restaurateurs, like your, your brain just can't connect well, with it, like, it's the, the same, idea that it's that simple. When we first know? started with, with Up and Go, we, mm. we had that problem with staff. Staff were like, well, I don't know if they're going to have paid or not. Mm. But because of the technology, you just go to the POS terminal, the point of sale, and yeah. you can see that they've paid. Yeah. Plus, they're not going to—they're not going to leave anyways. Yeah, no, I, know. I mean, we, we've been doing it for eleven years. Like the amount of walkouts we've had in eleven years is maybe you know, knock on wood. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> two, <laughs> two or three. Knock on wood. Yeah, you know, and there's been times where there's lots of people. It's a fight night, and it would be easy to walk out. But <laughs> I mean, we, this is totally off topic, but I think it'll be good for <laughs> your listeners. We had a guy come in, said he was waiting for his girlfriend ordered food for two people, drinks for two people. Half hour goes by, there's no girlfriend showing up. He eats all the food, <laughs> drinks all the drinks. And then our server, could, she, she can feel that something's wrong. It's like something's off about this guy. And she goes over and she goes, all right, so um, are you still waiting on your guest? Or you need anything else? He goes, no, but he's kind of like, he's like I'm, I'm just gonna finish this uh, burger here and uh, maybe I'll get another drink, but oh yeah. She's like, okay. And so like another 15 minutes goes by and she can really feel that there's like some tension building on her end of things. Like the guy seems kind of sauced, a sure. little buzzed. And then she walks over and she's like, all right, is that it? Um, and, and would you like to check? And he goes, oh yeah, I don't have my wallet. 
oh, I don't know. I don't have my wallet. And she's like, oh, dude, this guy's crazy. Yep. And this guy is like, he's like, sorry, I can't pay for this meal. And she's like, what? Mm-hmm. And, and so my manager calls me. And she's like, we have a guy here who can't pay his check. And I was like, uh, so can we get his like name and phone number and email? And I'm thinking like, this is the most bizarre thing sure. I've ever. And so they're like, so how do you want to pay for this? He's like, I don't have any money. Um, and it, the whole girlfriend story thing was, and I was like, wait, this guy's a total like scam artist. But we tried to do a citizen's arrest and the dude didn't leave. He just sat on the corner no and way. smoked a cigarette. We called the city of San Diego and the police are like, oh, we're so understaffed right now. <laughs> like, because their whole thing is fire life and sure. safety, right? Unless For someone's sure. bleeding or someone's well, on fire, a, 30, you're, you're, you're really low right? on yeah, the you're list. Very low on and the it list. was it was literally, we were like waiting for the cops for like an hour. And then I, I called dispatch, my manager, and I wasn't even at work. I was at my house. And I talked to like whoever the dispatcher person is. And I was like, we have a guy with a, over $100 of like product in his stomach right now. <laughs> and like the guy will not pay for this. And, and so I always try to use that story about like how crazy this business is. Oh, it's insane. And we ended up just like letting the guy go. And you say that's a crazy night, but I know the night after that was probably just as yeah, crazy. Right, just, right. We can't remember but all the shit. It was just, and the whole thing is, and it was so funny because the, the police were kind of bewildered too. Yeah. It was like this really polite crime. Yes. Like it was, I don't, I, polite crime, I didn't even know that existed. <laughs> so anyway, it was just so stupid and so weird. But um, that just that just speaks to like how bizarre our industry is sometimes. It's, I mean, it's not totally related to this whole like people walking out, but like you literally think you have a scenario or a plan for 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 like a, a weird situation like that, and you don't know what to do. And the staff's like, like they're you know, I had bartenders and barbacks that were like, dude, what should we do with that guy? Man? Should we just like, put him in the office? And I was like, the police are understaffed. They said they can't get here for an hour. And so my whole thing is like, I called the dispatcher and I was like, what, what should I do? She's like, well, if you have his like ID and stuff, like you maybe take him to like small claims court. And we like, he doesn't have a wallet. Yeah. Like this is, this is crazy. And so, um, and to make the story even more bizarre is, uh, one of our door guys is, um, he's a caricature artist at the zoo. No way. Yeah. So he Rad. drew a picture of this guy, <laughs> like total, like, like courtroom, like, you know, uh, Dateline NBC, Rad. like, like, like he's like, tell like, me you have that picture. It's in our wait station. It's no like, way. Do not serve this man. Oh, so, we're in. so taking a and photo. He's like a dude with a baseball hat and he's got this like little, like little goatee and it's so funny. And he, but anyway, so uh, to go back to, I got, this is not going to tie into up and go. Oh, just, it's totally no, but it, but it, it, it ties into what it takes to run a restaurant. Yeah. And, and I mean, the amount of challenges that we have in 2019 and beyond, mm-hmm. I mean, the fact that you're still here, I was so yeah. excited to meet, you know, you as an owner of oh, Star yes. Life because opening it, in like, the middle fuck. of a recession. Yeah. Opening yeah. in the middle of a recession. That like that's what idea. we did. You know, we yeah. opened in the middle of a recession. We're still here. We're still fighting. But the only way that we can keep remaining competitive mm-hmm. is finding solutions like this, yeah. you know, especially payment solutions, you know, cashless. We're trying to figure out a way to go cashless. We're trying to right. reduce the amount of paper. We're trying to reduce, you know, because everything that we do makes an impact. You yeah. Know? No, I mean, just the, the, the idea of speaking of cash, just having cash on hand for your employees to take <laughs> tips home. To, to do change for the maybe the four people who pay with cash yep. over the course of a Friday night when there's like a hundred other people that are using credit cards, but yeah the um, the the time and the energy we're mini banks yeah we, we more so we're like we're like armored car services pretty much we're, yeah. we have to pay somebody to pick it up you know it's like crazy yeah um, I hear that it can cost like five hundred dollars a month just to uh, yeah labor I mean, to go to the bank. I, 
I don't even want to do the math on because you know I pay a manager to go to the bank or I do it, mm-hmm. you know, and then I'm basically pulling out cash, so then my employees can convert their credit card tips into cash and take it home. I'm paying the credit card company three to four percent mm-hmm. for to convert the credit card money <laughs> into cash, and I can't charge the staff yep. for that fee, you know. So we have like all these like little slices that just like cut into little our cuts. bottom line all the time. Yeah, little cuts. <laughs> little cuts. And, and so that's when we, we approach people with the up and go stuff and the up and go story. They're like, okay, where's the catch? How much is this going to cost? Correct. And like, well, it's another thing I'm being sold. Yeah. You know, do I need another iPad in my restaurant? Like they, they it takes people a while to warm up sure. to the fact that like the guests, everybody phone, has a phone. Every, the customers are supplying their own hardware. Correct. And they prefer to have money be in their hands. Absolutely. No one wants to give that credit card to the server and it walks off into a back room and you don't know like, you know, who's got a hold of it or whatever. Yeah, I mean, there's so many many places now where you stick the card in yourself and pay. It's gotten to the point where if I, someone takes my credit card out of my site to run a charge, it actually starting to feel awkward. Yeah. Because I I don't want to hand that over. Um, and all the information's in my phone too, so you know. Why yeah, do I and need if, that? If anyone who's ever had their credit card lifted, it's the worst because you have there's so many like my cable bill, my cell phone, and I have to go like I don't remember my Verizon password. How do I change my billing information? Jesus, da, 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 da. Right? It's like it can kill like a whole day where you're yeah. just like, oh, and like my wife will be like, the cable's not working. And it's like oh, because the bill didn't get paid because <laughs> the credit card got stolen. Correct. Because I didn't change the billing, and oh my god. Yeah. It's like what a world we live in. An absolute know? nightmare. Yeah, and so I mean, Apple I think un- understands it, and I think feel like all the other cell phone companies always follow wherever Apple's going. But this whole idea of having you know the uh, fingerprint identification or visual you know face recognition, and just kind of keeping that stuff in one spot is so smart. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's and it's what we all want. I mean, dude, password management alone. Oh, what a pain in the ass! What a uh, absolute crazy. pain in the ass. I mean, it's good for, I guess, maybe long-term memory retention. And like, as we get older and we like risk Alzheimer's <laughs> and dementia, it's good to have like, okay, was it is ABC one, two, three? That's not a good password. Okay. Uh, and that's one reason we don't have passwords on up and go. I mean, you yeah. just scan and pay. You're already inputting a password to get into your phone. Yeah. When, Correct, when, so. when, when he pitched the idea of, he was like, you know, I really want to avoid doing an app. I was like, please, please. Don't do an app. I mean, the, like, I we mean, don't need more apps yeah, on our phones. App. In 2012, National uh, Barbecue Association came to San Diego, which was incredible. Mm. But they did a there's a know, national barbecue national why, barbecue why association. But they sure. did they did their trade show out here, and you know they had a bunch of conferences, mm. and someone was doing a uh, social media conference that I went to, and mm. the person was talking about QR codes, like they were the next you know best thing that was happening. Yeah. And what I told them then, you know, I said it doesn't make sense to download an app like you're there's too many steps in this process but once the technology changed so that all you have to do is take out your camera and then it will direct you to a website there is no app now it's a mobile pay solution without the app yeah i mean now it's frictionless you know now it makes so much more sense figured it out years ago qr codes now they're making a comeback yeah before it doesn't make sense because you have to download a QR code. Yeah, it's in, the uh, or a QR reader. Yeah, so I mean, what that's isn't that right? That's the trend that we're focusing on now. The bu- big bu- buzzword is like f- reducing friction. Correct. Is like anytime someone is spending money, they want a, the least amount of hassles as possible. Amazon, and, one yeah, click. That expectation is growing more and more and Correct. more. You know, 
and uh, circle back to the theme we keep like talking about here. But the idea that you had a wonderful meal, but you might wait five to ten minutes for someone to take your credit card and then ring your credit card in and stuff. That's just like that's such an awkward ritual. And and don't know? forget the other people at inconveniences. I mean, if you're a busy restaurant, you've got people waiting for a table. You know that the yeah. guy who's sitting in the table for ten minutes waiting to pay means there's a guy in the line waiting for yeah. ten minutes to get a table. Yeah. You know, and and some of those people are going to leave. So it helps the restaurant. And also, the technology can calculate the tip the, the way you want it. Correct. If you're a percentage kind of person, or you're just a flat tipper, or maybe you don't want a tip. I mean, all that stuff is in your control in a way that's much more discreet much more um, efficient, mm. you know, and it's much more personal, I guess. And you because get uh, email the, receipt. Yeah, e- you can email the receipt. Mm-hmm. And also the cool thing, Taraj is really, he's got a great design background. He likes to, I mean, you know, I, did you? We met in art, right? Art yeah, was, we, uh, art was our there you go. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like, um, you know, he, he's, he's design savvy and he likes stuff. And I think it's also why he, he, was, a, he was a customer at Starlight before we were friends. And yeah. I think that's how we, we kind of had a natural connection because he was like, I really like what you do. And I'm like, I like people like you who like what you appreciate do. it. Yeah, 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 yeah who can understand like, yeah. Yeah, how so many moving parts there are. The idea that like the, the, the restaurant check is ugly. Like yes. it's one of the ugliest things in a restaurant. hundred percent. The the bill is ugly. It's awkward. It's obtuse. It's weird. Up and go. When you open your check, it it's got my logo. Yes. It's got our business's brand. It's got a beautiful restaurant. photo of the restaurant. Yeah. It's got links to our social media, and it leaves the guest. I keep saying that the term button. It puts a nice button on the experience. Whereas sometimes when you leave, you know the end is so important, and mm, the yes. idea that people leave with like, oh cool, oh I didn't. Yeah, I'm going to follow them on Instagram yeah. or I'll let, let me tag that, you know, picture of that ice cream cookie sandwich I took for my husband's birthday. Mm-hmm. And it's just that it's like it, it retains the guest in a way that we I think that restaurants have typically been bad at yeah. in the past. You know, I what agree. I mean? it makes it makes sort of the guest engagement a little more seamless. It's not so much like fill out this comment card and leave yes. us your email. Would you like to be entered into a raffle for a free bowl of French fries? It's like that stuff is so frustrating. Coco's yeah, 1993. It's like Correct. it's like nobody wants to be in that world anymore. Yeah, another term I hear uh, kind of popular now is the 360 experience. Mm-hmm. And so you really need to think about how how does it feel when you're the guest and you have to pay, you have to part with your money. You, you, you invest all this money in, in good people in the kitchen, you, in good staff, good food, good drinks. You know, these are all things, but, you know, invest a little bit of money in, in how you bring people their check and how people pay. That, that's an important part of the experience, I think. Oh, 100%. What, what kind of challenges do you have as a restaurant tech company? Like grow, growth? Oh, well... Um, no challenges. We're doing great. <laughs> yeah, right. We're doing phenomenal. I think we're crushing I think, it. Actually, I think, yeah. it's, I think explaining the simplicity of it is it, it. That's a barrier. Sure. When whenever like Taraj and I will run into like a restaurant owner and we're like, hey, you should use this tech or whatever, or we'll have dinner with, some, with somebody like you. I mean, you are very forward thinking, and you're looking to always maybe try to be a step or two ahead of your competition. You have to be. Whatever. Yeah. Exactly. Well, you have to be. But I think a lot of people are skeptical like they're like wait wait what so my guest is beaming a credit card through the internet to my pos and then sure and i'm like yeah it's actually more secure Mm -hmm. than the way you're doing it now Mm -hmm. yes like the magnetic stripe card and your staff member who you don't know maybe they 
maybe they fell on hard times and they might take a photo of that guest credit card Correct. and they might use that credit card to go on Silk Road and yep. buy a bunch of contraband or I don't know Correct. what they're doing, you know? I mean, that stuff does happen, you know? And and the idea that like there's this encrypted software that, that talks directly to your POS and it's literally just a kind of a token encrypted relationship that the phone has with the POS, it's like way better. And plus also, the customer, the dispute factor goes down mm -hmm. because if someone yes. if someone's like, oh, um, I need to reverse my credit card charge. I wasn't there on Friday. I'm like, mm -hmm. really? Because mm -hmm. you're like Samsung Galaxy with a Mac address, da 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 da. That's mm -hmm. not your phone. And they're like, uh, yeah, okay. Well maybe, well, maybe I was there. I, maybe I was drunk. Mm -hmm. You know. And then you're like, okay, so you know that I mean up and go. That the mission is to solve that problem. You know, yeah, when like, someone pays with their phone, they're leaving more of a digital fingerprint down to the experience. So sure. if, if they want to charge back, it's going to be more difficult for them. You know. I mean, it, I think exactly what you said is about the ease of the ease of use, mm -hmm. and I think that's always going to be the biggest hurdle. And yeah, we, that's the like, we're we're living in such an interesting time where there's still restaurants that have old school cash registers. Oh, they yeah, write no. tickets like. They handwrite tickets and then Don't they get, get them to the wrong. Char there's like, some charm to it, and there's some, there's, <laughs> there's, a, there's, there's a time some, and place for it, but but it's terrifying. But it's yeah, but it's, it's not terrifying. Great. It's not a great idea. I mean, you know? just look at. I mean, U.S. Foods is our primary food vendor, incredible partner, but they have issues. You know, when I talk to their sales reps and their district managers, trying to get restaurant owners to order online. I oh, mean, yeah. they want an old school rep to come into their restaurant, mm -hmm. sit down with their kitchen manager or their chef or whoever it might be, and go over the order and put it into the system, which is literally the way that we used to do it. One That's of, nuts. One of our liquor reps, one of his, who will re remain nameless, it's, <laughs> it's a guy that I love. He makes our liquor, we have the similar liquor rep. He insists that his liquor rep show up at a certain day, at a certain time in the morning, like 1030, let's just say it's 1030 every Thursday. Yeah makes him show up with his pad and paper and walk through his like liquor no closet and goes, okay, so uh, we need a Jack Daniels. Uh, we need a, wow. Uh, we need a, two absolutes. Uh, we need a, and it's like this, it's so funny. And he's like, you know, you can just like leave me a voicemail or text me your order. And he goes, no, no, I want you to come in. And it's like this, it's really that's, funny. Uh, that's one of your snowflakes right there. Yeah. But like I said, every, like every customer wants to be considered a really great, unique individual snowflake sure. kind of person and every restaurant thinks they're a snowflake everybody thinks that we do something that's 100%. no one else does 100%. and it's like there's some truth to that but at the same time guest expectations are generally homogenous and when there's a trend I mean I'm trying to think about like you know all about biggest, trends well, yeah, let's talk about let's talk mule, about the Moscow the, mule yeah, <laughs> we brought the Moscow mule back to life um, it, at least in Southern California I mean, me trying to find copper mugs in 2007, <laughs> it was insane. And we just did it as a, a gimmick. Um, Kate McWilliamson, our founding bar manager, she was in a band and was on tour in Bakersfield and had it in some hole in the wall bar. And she's like, there's this old drink from like the 50s. You're totally gonna get a kick out of it. And it's super simple to make. And I think people will totally dig it. And it's it comes in a copper mug and it'll totally go with the decor and the design of Starlight. And I'm like, yes. Anything that's kitschy and gimmicky, like I want to, I totally want to do something that has like visual appeal. Mm -hmm. And then the minute those this is this is pre Instagram too. Yes, yeah. exactly. So I mean, the visual yeah. appeal this is, is important. Back when people yeah. only use their <laughs> eyes and memory yeah. to tell people about stuff. It's, it comes in a copper mug, and there's a ginger beer and there's lime. And so, um, 
I don't know whose voice that is. I just did. But anyway, so <laughs> your vo- your, you do voiceover too, right? Yeah. Well, I used to. <laughs> I mean, I, I guess I still do. But my agent retired, and then I got. I mean, I'm busy, you know. And so I used. To, she used to always just call me. She's like, "Matt, it's Beverly. I got a." Uh, <laughs> got a, a great account H&R Block wants you to do and I was like okay cool you know I'll do H&R Block whatever so and so um, but you're still available for voiceover yeah if anybody I mean I'm a little I had an allergy attack yesterday so I'm a little gr- more gravelly I'm, I'm usually more silk than gravel but oh, yeah. uh, gravel and silk is my brand uh, 35 to 45 I nailed that demo yeah I did a video game once too it's all stupid but anyway um, so the, the we, like finding the copper mug and bringing that Moscow mule back was a total challenge. I had to find an importer in Colorado who has some distant family mem- member in Turkey who has like Turkey, a, really? a copper mill. Nice. I don't know if that's really the right term. This dude was make fabricating the mugs and then shipping them to me and I had to buy like 200 at a time. Mm-hmm. And of course, everybody like thought it was hilarious to steal it. So all the stupid stuff I did in high school, I totally got paid back for, for like, sure. Every time I stole a real estate lawn, sign off someone's lawn or I just got paid back in spades, karma. Karma wise, karma's a bitch, they say, right? So, um, but yeah, that was just one of those trends that we stumbled on. And the bar loved the fact that the drink got so popular because it's visually exciting and c- customers really don't they suffer from decision fatigue. When yes. you go into a place and I see a specialty cocktail list and there's like 30 drinks on it, I'm like kind of tired. Yep. I'm like, oh, I don't. and it's like, there's, oh, well, that name's clever. <laughs> you know, and you, you want something that's just easy. Well, so you also you don't want to be disappointed. I right. mean, if, if we get back to the basics of why yeah. McDonald's is McDonald's, like yeah. no matter where you go in the world, that Big Mac's going to be a Big Mac. Yeah, right. Like you're not going to get disappointed if you're in Turkey and you're at a fucking McDonald's. Yeah. You're like, okay, I've had enough Turkish food. I'm going to get a Big yes. Mac. Guess what? You're going to get a Big Mac. Yeah, exactly. And there, there's got to be a balance, though, because you want people to discover new things. Yep. But you got to do it in a really kind of careful way. And that's this kind of goes into the payment thing that we're talking about. You want people like once they get into something, then it becomes like um, if they use something once and it's easy, then it becomes this known thing in their life. Like kind of like the boarding pass thing we talked sure. about. It's this thing that was like felt like it was always there. Sure. And like kind of like when we started doing the mule. Now it feels like it's always there. And people are like, so, uh, yeah, can I get a well, we had a, a bar down the street go like, hey, can you stop calling your drink the Starlight Mule? People are coming in and ordering Starlight <laughs> Mules. And I'm that's, like, that's great. that's great. Are you kidding me? That's fantastic. I'm like, I'm sorry you're annoyed by it, but like, that's kind of fun. Like, we did our job, right? We branded something that people liked. Um, and it's a, you know, it's a straightforward, pretty simple drink or whatever. But I mean, you have to, we don't act like we invented that drink. We just like kind of made it popular, you know? Yeah. And there was, at least to my knowledge, there was only maybe one or two bars in Southern California that actually had copper mugs that were doing mules. And I think it might've been a hotel in La Jolla, but there was only, there was like a handful of places where somebody was like, Oh, this place does that. I mean, Moscow mules blew up in a way that I mean, it was, we were considering getting Moscow mules because so many people were asking for them. Well, by 2011, (coughs) I think that whole market just like exploded for the, the mule Mm -hmm. thing. Yeah. And also the idea of ginger beer versus ginger ale, you know, a spicier, yep. um, more robust uh, thing. And I mean, ours, we have it specially formulated. We don't have any caramel coloring in it. It uses pure cane sugar. We took all the crap out of it. It used to be corn syrup based. Mm-hmm. You know, um, customers also are demanding that. They want they want cleaner, 
sourced stuff. They want, you know, I mean, I mean, sugar is sugar. It's not. I mean, it's thing. hard to run a fucking restaurant. It's very. Everything. I mean, everything. It's just. It's, it's like most, we want to do the right yeah. thing, but then you know you have to get rid of straws. So yeah. okay, so you go to a paper straw, and then the paper straw sucks. The paper straws are. You know, some people, they just don't want to touch the glass. You know, like my wife, she always wants to drink. So now she has her own straw that she brings out, you know, to restaurants. like a stainless steel straw? It's a stainless steel straw. How do you wash that, by the way? That's a great question. Do you have like a pipe cleaner? I don't wash wash it. I let her wash it because I would do it wrong. Does she like soak it? Like when you go to the the barber side, when you get your hair cut, (laughs) a little old man, it's like the blue water, and you just like dip it in there. Wherever she cleans the baby bottles is where it gets cleaned. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so. you know what's so funny? We th- this is another stupid story that's all peripheral. This older couple who were totally charming came into the restaurant one night, and you know we have a, a dimly lit, loungy kind of experience. Um, the phone's going to start ringing now. Yeah, of course. Um, but uh, they brought in their own la- camping lanterns to read the menu. No way. It was hilarious. That's awesome. They pulled out these like. You know, um, what's that? Uh, what's it? Hammer, Kirschlemmer? What's the kerosene? No, no, no. They, like they, they te- like the Brookstone or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like it was like a little like all-in-one sharper camping light or whatever. And they sharper <laughs> image, yeah. Sharper image. Hammer Kirschlemmer, I think, is the thing I was thinking of. Yeah. Um, but they just put them on the table, and it was like hilarious. And it was like this indoor camping situation going on, and they, so they could read the menus. And I was like, people are awesome. People like, are they awesome. Bring their own gear to like mm-hmm. stuff, and I don't know. Yeah. So um, awesome wasn't going to be my first. Word. So Taraj, they're crazy. What? Um, where? Where are? Where are the locations that you're in? How many locations? Uh, we are in uh, 30 restaurants now, and um, a lot of those are first of many. Um, like actually, just today we launched uh, in True Food in Biltmore. Sweet. Yeah, and they've got uh, 28 locations right now. They're adding 10 in the next year. Um, so if we add up all the locations that all our clients have, it's well over a hundred and we have wow, over really? a thousand in our pipeline. That's incredible. Yeah, we're, yeah. we're set to, um, we're set to scale pretty fast it, because when you get in with these big restaurant groups, they're always going to want to just do a pilot yeah. test yeah. at one location, yeah. mm-hmm. figure out how it integrates with their stuff. And they're, they're very, I mean, these places are very careful, Sure. but then, you know, once you get the green light, then it's like, you know, this year we're, we're, we're set to, to, to. Mm-hmm. Scale up pretty. Yeah, we ha- we have a couple of people we're talking to uh, with hundreds of locations. Really, you know? and uh, they say, yeah, we want to put in all our stores. You know, we just got to try it out in one place. That's awesome. Yeah, that's super exciting. So if anybody knows someone that owns a restaurant, or if they own a restaurant, they can get in touch with you. Yeah, upandgo.com. Upandgo.com. UPNGO, kind of like in and out, but up and go. Or they can just come into Starlight and find Matt. Yeah. Bring their well, lantern bring their lantern in. <coughs> the, let me say, I heard about your... the I heard about the lantern, so I want I, I yeah. want to see Matt. Yeah, that, yeah, it's <laughs> like the next drink comes in a yeah. And I want a Moscow meal. I have tons of good stories. Like that. <laughs> so many. We had a guy once. We should just do a podcast of just stupid I'm, restaurant I'm events. Totally fine with we, that. I literally found a grown ass man crying on our sidewalk and our, our manager's like dude I was like trying to go home he's like dude can you go please talk to this dude he's really upset I don't know what the hell just happened something went down on the patio and then something happened in the parking lot and this guy's like sobbing and I'm like hey bud you know what's going on he's like my best friend just beat the shit out of me <laughs> and I'm like okay let's take let's unpack this sentence right your best friend and it was like there was some girl involved and it was just like the weirdest night and I'm like I am getting like I'm not getting paid enough to th- for this no. crap 
Like it's like, and I'm like kind of counseling this guy. And I was like, do you want to press charges? Oh, we're always and, counseling. And the dude was like, sure. I mean, it, he might've had a mild concussion. I don't know. I was like, if you want me to call the police, I will, but it's up to you. Like if you want to press charges and get the authorities involved, or we can just send you home. And then I didn't realize that this dude just wanted a shoulder to cry on. It was like the weirdest bromance thing happening. Crazy. He wanted to tell me he's about his bromance. friend. And he's like, he's like, he's my, just, he's, we're such good buddies, man. And he like, I love the guy. And you know, the, he was started hanging out with Sarah and it was like, Oh my God, like this is crazy. And of course the dude was sauced as well. That didn't, of help. course. And so I'm thinking, great, we got a semi drunk guy and I'm going to have the cops come and <laughs> then I have to explain. And then of course, like, he's like, no man, don't call the police. Maybe you should. He to learn a lesson i'm like this is this is, it went on for like two hours wow. it's insane yeah yeah going through manager logs would definitely be a good podcast yeah some of the craziest shit has ever gone down so my uh business partner my general manager eric olifson works for you he works for me yeah doesn't he oh yeah he's he's, he's moonlighting he's starlighting yeah he, he's he starlighting on the he side well, it's like my role Helping in the company too yeah <clears throat> i mean i don't work for up and go like i'm a board not officially member. Yeah. yeah no i'm just like i, I you're just excited <laughs> you're excited about well something. i told taraj that it's so refreshing to have somebody with a tech background mm -hmm. yes ask for advice correct and so we designed the product together i mean he did obviously the bulk of the work but i'm like this is a messy complicated bizarre business that has a lot of friction and a yes. lot of variables and he loves coming in here and like learning like oh, I didn't realize that's how servers bring blah 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 and I, that's how a Correct. modifier works that's how you update your yeah. Aloha that's how you you know you program your back end that's how here's how servers declare their tips you the know more you know the better yeah and so it was it's just it's it's refreshing and exciting I mean one of the out. things how willing you were to work with Eric I mean was there anything that he he taught you or he showed you that you know you were like holy shit I, that didn't make you know I, I didn't know that that happened yeah I mean there were a couple of times because my experience with Aloha is very much centered around getting mobile pay to work with it um, but of course there's a million other things that Aloha does you know from managing the food and drink uh, does payroll and all that so every now and then when something I was working on would touch some other activity of the system, he would be really familiar. Yeah. And I still remember the first day I, I came, to, you know, you were like restaurant number three. Yep. And uh, I came to your restaurant to set it up and there's this guy, Eric, I'm like, this, this guy, you know, he won't just let me sit at the computer. He keeps like hovering over, you know, he keeps hovering <laughs> over my shoulder. Like, what are you doing? What are you doing? And, uh, you know, first I was like, oh, you know, I, I better be careful because this guy, you know, I, I want to respect his space and everything. Um, but then I realized he's really into Aloha and uh, he's just been a really helpful guy. And when, yeah. when we want to test something, I just text him any time of day or night and he'll say, I'll try it out at the store. Um, so it's it's been a partnership, you know, with you. And well, I mean, I think that's probably one of the most exciting things is like Matt was saying, without someone like you that's willing to come and work with operators and owners that... I mean, we live the business and we breathe it. We have to get our staff to buy in because if they're not going to buy in, there's no way the customer is going to buy it in. It is crazy when you go into a Thai restaurant and you look behind their cash register, their counter. They not only have their POS or their register or whatever in front of them, but behind them there's like, have you seen this where there's like six iPads? Oh, yeah. Like Insane. Velcro to the wall. Insane. It's like Grubhub and yeah. Uber Eats. And I'm like, some, we were told, like I'm repeating myself ad nauseum, we were told years ago that all this stuff was just supposed to like talk to each other Correct. and be in one spot but all these tech companies are trying to like own their own thing and then and, mm -hmm. and it's, everything's so compartmentalized and it's all it's all profit driven and yes. it's all like trying to get market share and stuff whereas an all-in-one solution i'm hoping is only a few years away 
Um, but I feel like the only way to do that is with integrating with the big POSs like the Aloha, which is where we started. Mm-hmm. I think Micros would probably maybe be next. They're yeah. probably second yeah, biggest hopefully. in the country. Mm-hmm. And the, the idea is the tech is supposed to be like cash register agnostic. Yes. Right? It goes to this secure website, grabs your check from the POS, sends it back to your phone. You pay with your stored credit card information and it's done. Mm-hmm. And that's what gets me excited about using this technology because I want something that's breathable, that has some sway, that sure. can expand and contract. Um, the fact that Taraj like launched the bill splitting where you can actually identify the items, it's so cool. I mean, I mean it, it's exciting when you're working with somebody that's actually able to make those changes. You know, because those changes are so impactful. I mean, I know when we brought in No Weight, which is now Yelp, No Weight, I yeah, believe. Right. Yeah, they bought that company um, too. We were the first restaurant in San Diego to have it. And it's essentially a technology that allows you not to have to use a, a, a hostess reservation system where yeah. someone walks in and you say, okay, it's a party of four. Put your name on the yellow yeah, pad. Put your and, name on the yeah. yellow pad. Or the cheesecake one where you actually have to have a, you know, a buzzer. Everyone has a phone. Right? Yeah, right. So literally you get their, their phone, um, their phone number, yeah. and you put it in and table of two and you text them yeah. when their table's ready. And so now they can a go, vibrating Frisbee like, in their back pocket and, yeah, at and the mall? Ex- I hate that crap. <laughs> exactly. Plus yeah. it's expensive if you yeah. lose those things. Or the I guess some people do like things. vibrating Yeah, that, that, that was a big part of Up and Go. I, I didn't want to create more hardware for the restaurant to yes. buy. You know, like when I see those kiosks on a table, I'm like, that's ridiculous. You know, how much are, do those cost? That's why Eric and I won't, we won't buy them because it doesn't make sense. I don't like to touch something that has greasy fingerprints on it. You know, everyone's walking into the restaurant with their computer in their pocket. Yes. Why do you need to buy one that's supplementary, you know? And that's the beauty of Up and Go. It's just, it's invisible, you know? It's just there when you need it. Yeah, that's for sure. So uh, where can people find you? Upandgo.com. And And socially? Oh, on on Instagram, Up and Go Pay, U-P-N-G-O Pay. And uh, um, Sean tells me today that I need to uh, start tweeting. Get more. on my Twitter. Yes, we have a Everyone same URL for Twitter. More. Same username. For sure. We don't tweet much. But and we, Matt, we're gonna have to. How do people find you? Uh, Starlight SD is our Instagram and Twitter handle. Starlight uh, spelled illiterately, like the fifties way. S T A R L I T E S D and um, and uh, yeah, we'd love to you know, have your listeners and viewers pop in for a meal absolutely for sure well um, we want to thank uh, blue vision entertainment that's our new team aaron and brandon uh, for coming out here this blue is our vision where did that name come from blue vision there's a story behind that there is yeah that's my favorite color that's your favorite color okay so now it's a blue vision Nice. Uh, blue blockers. Remember those? We do remember. They come. Did they made a comeback? They should come back. They should. Blue they should come back. So cool. They should come back. And then uh, special thanks to Stover Harger, uh, the third triple sticks uh he's uh, our producer he does it from portland um but yeah we're fired up about this new digital hospitality podcast um we're gonna have some pretty awesome guests coming up including david Cohn. um we're gonna get somebody from doordash hopefully high up to talk about their um, restaurant tech and um james langley who's got some restaurants under his belt um, gonna start tapping you gentlemen for some people that'll be interesting yeah the, the biggest thing the biggest that. thing is learning and I think you know as a restaurant owner bar owner in order for us to 
to survive and to be competitive, we got to start finding ways yeah, to because um, once share information. Once the matrix goes online, people are going to have <laughs> these virtual restaurants in right? their spine and Keanu is going to serve you or whoever. Well, I mean, at the end of the day, every village is the same and there's a place that someone wants to go to celebrate mom's birthday or dad's birthday. Yeah. Um, there's a place that you want to go when you go back to your hometown and you want to get a beer with your friends. I totally, like, I know. No, you, no matter what, yeah. like no matter where you are in the world, it's important that your restaurant or your bar is available online, you know? So when yeah. you go somewhere, it doesn't matter, you know, how historic the location is. Like if you're not on Yelp and you don't come up, if you're not in that app and you don't come up, it doesn't work, you know, location, location, location. But if you're not digital and you're not, you don't have a presence or you have yeah. an outdated website or your menu's wrong, or your photos are mm -hmm. wrong, the chances that, you know, people are gonna continue to come in for the next decade are very low. They're going, they're going down and down. Yeah, I know. Right? That's so true. So thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you. Um, yeah, yeah, thanks thank for, you for being Sean. us. Yeah, so I really, honor. really appreciate it. And um, we will catch you guys next week. Thank you for listening and learning with Digital Hospitality. If you're interested in sponsoring the show, please email us at podcast at calibbq.media. This week's weekly trivia question is going to be, what is another business that uses up and go pay as their mobile payment solution? Use that same email address, which you can find in the show notes. And the first person that sends us an email with the correct answer will be getting a cool digital hospitality mug. Next week, be sure to tune in as Chef David Rose is going to be on the episode with a special guest, my former co-host, Derek Marceau from Behind the Smoke. We recorded this episode live from our Bet on Barbecue event, and you can find out what it takes to become a celebrity chef.